0: I'm Charles van Weyck. Welcome to Salt and Light. It's wonderful to have you join us again as we look at uh, contemporary issues and what the Bible teaches on these issues. And so today I have Olga with me in the studio. Olga, welcome to Salt and Light.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Charles.
0: Good good to have you with us. And we're going to be discussing, chatting today, about the topic of should Christians be involved in politics? And Part of the reason for the program and why we're having this chat is because there should be elections coming up sometime this year, 2021, in South Africa. But because of COVID, there's been talk about possibly not happening or being uh, moved to another date or possibly next year. But either way, the point is, should Christians be involved in politics? And so we're going to look at this, this issue, but just to get started, many people argue that Jesus Christ was never involved in politics, and neither were any of his disciples. So we've got to go back and look at the context of the day, and we can see that at the time of Jesus, the Jews were living under the government of the Roman Empire. People could worship the gods of their choice at that time, so long as they also worshipped the Roman Caesar, because he was seen as their god. Refusing to worship Caesar, the emperor, was seen as an act of treason which was at the time actually punishable by death. That is why so many early Christians were persecuted by the Roman state. Not because they worshipped Jesus Christ, but because they refused to worship Caesar. And the Roman authorities saw their religion as a threat to the Roman state. So the official religion of the day was emperor worship. This meant that it was a political offence to not Worship the Roman state. Christians were burned at the stake, they were eaten by wild animals because it was perceived that they were involved in crimes of treason against the state. And so if we look at the the, the way things were in the day of Jesus Christ, we see a whole different scenario compared to what we're used to today, where we have democratic institutions where one is encouraged to vote, even although it's not compulsory. uh, But we'd like to encourage people to get involved in voting. And so should Christians be involved in politics? Well, where does one start with such a massive topic? Mm -hmm. So Olga, you can get us started on this complicated (laughs) topic.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, first of all, I think Christians should be involved in politics because... um, You know, I think one of the reasons why people don't want to be involved in politics is all because of the corruptions involved and all that.
0: Yes, they often say politics is dirty, and that's why we as Christians should stay out of it.
1: Well, yes, uh, Well, as corrupted as uh, uh, politics is, you know, uh, corruption is wrong, and doing nothing about it is also wrong. So how is politics going to be better, or how is the government going to be better if you let it stay that way, you know, because I feel like it's two wrongs here and two wrongs don't make a right.
0: That's right. You're
1: looking at corruption and fold your hands and not do anything about it doesn't make it any better. So I feel like if we are more involved, then, you know, we bring the good into politics because politics is as good as the people who are in charge.
0: That's right. And if we don't, with our Christian godly biblical standards, get involved, uh, what should we expect from those who don't follow Christ? Exactly. And uh, and that's exactly what our program's about—being salt and light. Well, the, the other interesting idea is that Scripture teaches that um, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus Christ, Amen. which again then means that all areas of life and government uh, should fall under His jurisdiction, and so we can't really exclude areas of life and say, well, you know, Jesus Christ and, and the standards of the Bible don't apply to my business, you know, yeah. or, or um, if, I'm, if I'm ungodly at home, well, you know, he doesn't apply to my, my fathership in the home. And it's really interesting because I was chatting with uh, some men just uh, a little while back, and one of the men stated that he was involved in a rugby match, between two churches and he played on the side of the one church and they played against another church and he said during the game one of the players from the other team started swearing at them Mm -hmm. and he he took this man aside and said to him you know brother we're all Christians we're representing different churches here the bible's very clear about filthy language coming out of our mouths it teaches us to control our tongue swearing is not uh uh, shouldn't be part of what's going on here Mm -hmm. And this chap's answer to him was, Well, that's the religious stuff. That's the Christian stuff on a Sunday. That doesn't apply to the rugby match. <laughs> that <is> so wrong. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, one wonders what's going on in some Christians' minds. Because if Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth, then his lordship should apply to every area of our lives exactly. and not be withdrawn from our business or from our rugby game. Well, When we look at uh, the issue of um, should Christians be involved in politics, I think if we look at some scriptures, we'll get some idea, too, of what God expects. Uh, Proverbs 28, verse 5 says, Evil men don't understand the importance of justice, but those who follow the Lord are much concerned about it. And it is really interesting to see that we as Christians should be concerned about justice. I mean, what sorts of ideas are there when we're dealing with that? We're dealing with issues of the unborn, uh, abortion, uh, the misuse of women, mm-hmm. pornography. Um, there's so many different issues that one can... Uh, the, issue, the issue of education, from what from what worldview are we teaching? Um,
1: homosexuality.
0: Other issue of homosexuality, the issue of, um, of the way we run our businesses. And um, if you look at the various areas that God has given us of leadership and government is, um, our personal, personal government, how we control our own lives. Then we also have the family. Uh, we have the church, uh, we have civil government and none of them can claim to not have to obey God. Um, and so anyway, we, um, we need to follow these ideas that God gives us, and I think we as Christians shouldn't be able to walk away from politics and say, well, it's dirty, so we don't want to be involved.
1: Yeah, exactly. We need to be able to be there and start the clean up, you need to do, you know, the clean up of, 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 um, of the politics, like if you're not, obviously what's happening here with all the leadership in place, and then you see that people, they're not all Christians. You know? So, if you see something wrong as a Christian, you to, for you to be involved, then you get to educate people, and then the system becomes better. You, know, you cannot uh, say something is wrong or it's dirty, and then you, you are not willing to do the cleanup.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. And as you said, if the Christians stay away and they're not involved, then we just leave it off, up to everybody else to decide on what the standard's going to be. Well, Proverbs 28, verse 15, is an interesting verse in the Bible. A wicked ruler is as dangerous to the poor as a lion or bear attacking them. And it's just interesting because um, talking about um, the dangers um, and, and the poor being attacked, we had exactly the same issue in South Africa during the lockdown. I, w- I was very involved in, in feeding people who were struggling and who were uh, suffering because they couldn't get, get food during the hard lockdown. And what happened in South Africa? They tried to close down the feeding schemes. And literally, those involved, Christians that were involved in this, had to go to court to get a court order to be able to carry on with their feeding. Um, it's just absolutely horrendous uh, what goes on. But there again, that is what politics is all about. It's dealing with people in various spheres. And we need to stand up again for righteousness and truth. Mm-hmm. And how, how can we watch the poor suffering and die uh, when there's food available, but you can't give it to them.
1: Exactly, it makes no sense. Yes, because yeah. I remember even us when we, I mean, we were involved uh, in our township with uh, serving the poor and all that. We couldn't go and cook at our local soup kitchen if we didn't have a paper that says that we have the right, you know, the authority or whatever to go and do so. Which was crazy because if I the police had found me at the soup kitchen without that paper, and then I get to go to jail for trying to help the people eat—that's right—which makes no sense at all. Yes,
0: and and that's the thing: when godly people aren't involved in creating or making godly laws, then we have this kind of tyranny and these strange ideas. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs twenty-nine verse two is a great verse: "With good men in authority, people rejoice." But with the wicked in power, they groan. Mm -hmm. And and that's just so true. If we have uh, godly people with godly laws, and we we don't have to get permission to help each other, or to bless each other, or to feed each other, or to serve each other. And that's what our Christian life is all about, is servanthood. Serving other people.
1: Yeah and it doesn't become a thing that you have to do it becomes a lifestyle because that's who we are we serve one another every day it doesn't have to be on a certain occasion and then you don't need a permission letter to let you do so you just know it's a way of life we live by helping one another so if we have the, the like a christian uh men and women in in power then we know that that is the standard of living it's it's how we do stuff you know helping one another Sure.
0: And I think one of the areas that uh, we need to consider is um, if one does get involved, which we should involved, be involved in the political processes, because as we've said before, we need to be salt and light. We need to get out there as Christians. We need to make a difference. Um, if we, leave, we don't get involved, then we leave everything up to, to the wicked to decide. And uh, in this case, Proverbs 29, verse 16 is really interesting. When rulers are wicked the people are too, and there's always this debate about where does the wickedness originate from. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scripture says, yeah, that when the rulers are wicked, the people are too. You know, That's the true. people are seeing the the leaders getting away with wicked things, and no justice is being um, provided to to protect the innocent. And but this this carries on. It says, but good men will live to see the tyrant's downfall. And this is a wonderful theology. This idea that Uh, as Christians we win and uh, this scripture is very clear that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea and so we're expecting Christ's reign to go into every area of life we're looking forward to Jesus Christ um, and his word and being applied to our personal lives our families our churches to civil government and this idea that everything's bad, it's really terrible, it's really wicked, and we can't do anything about it. We really need to put this out of our minds as Christians because we command it to be salt and light. We must make a difference. We must stand up for righteousness and truth. And and sometimes this can be really difficult.
1: Yes, I agree. It can can be.
0: I mean, if we want to... um, If we want to serve Christ and we've got laws that are stopping us from serving the poor or being a blessing to other people, that that is something we need to do something about that. We can't just sit by and uh, and let things roll. Um, Another verse, Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is ignorance of God, the people run wild. But what a wonderful thing it is for a nation to know and keep his laws. And a lot of scripture teaches us that we need to, uh, or shall I say, when when people are righteous, there's blessings associated with that. Mm -hmm. Imagine living in a society where we all serve each other, bless each other, make a difference in other people's lives. And uh, when we disobey God's word or his law, then there are curses associated with that. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you what kind of society would we rather live in one where it's legal to steal where it's legal to murder where it's legal to covet where it's legal legal to have another man's wife no No, no, none of us would want to live in a society like that we want one where people obey god's law where you have you are free to be able to enjoy the the fruits of the holy spirit and his blessing upon the nation well Olga, what else do you have for us
1: yeah, well, I just think that it will make much of a difference when people remove all these crazy theories uh, from the back of their heads that uh, uh, politics is what it is and there's nothing we can do about it. Because, you know, you know, somebody can say, you know what, well, politics is so bad, I want to be involved. They don't realize that, you know, the, the, we are the ones that put the officials in offices, whether by voting or by not voting. Very important point. Yeah, so I feel that if... You know, if there are Christian people out there or Christian parties out there willing to 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 put God's law into practice and everything, then we should go out and vote for them. Not sit at home and say we are not voting, because by not voting, we are still electing somebody. Yes. You know?
0: By remaining silent, exactly, you are still voting. You are still
1: making choice. <laughs> That's sexuality. right.
0: You're making it easier for them. Yeah.
1: The... <laughs> so I feel like people should put it in, in their minds that you know what, we can definitely do something about it. The Bible wants us to do something about it. Because, you know, when you choose to be silent, you actually choose, you're actually actually picking a side, you know. So I think it's really important that people realize that we are the ones that put the officials in place to represent us. So we need to choose what kind of a people we need to be represented by. Mm. Yeah.
0: Very important. We need to remember these things. And uh, Proverbs 29 verse 7 says, A good man knows the poor man's rights. The godless don't care these are really important verses that we need to consider the good man knows the poor man's rights the godless don't care proverbs 29 verse 7 these are really important verses that these aren't um just suggestions that god has given us where he uh, explains that oh maybe if we feel like it we might consider these well no god gives us commands that we need to help the poor that we need to protect the innocent, that we must stand up for the rights of those who can't speak for themselves. Exactly. These are all things that we need to do. It's it's not suggestions by God. It's commands from God. And uh, we as Christians, I think our challenge is more of one of disobedience um, than messing up. Yeah. And uh, so often people are concerned, you know, if I make a mistake or I do it incorrectly or I don't have the right words – then they're very scared to take part in, in debates or phone into a radio show and have their say um, because or even if they're speaking to friends or in a crowd or writing a letter to the editor we need to be bold as christians we need to write we need to speak we need to say uh, what we believe and uh, the bible tells us we must always have a reason for the truth and the faith that we have in us, and uh, our challenge isn't that we're doing the wrong thing. Our challenge is that we keep keeping quiet.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I totally agree with that.
0: So, what do you think about um, when one deals with these issues? You, you've, you've written letters to the editor. You've been published around South Africa already, Olga. Tell us, tell us uh, how things work. How you need to do these things. Um, where does the creative juices come from to create a letter to the editor?
1: Yeah, you see, uh, the thing is that uh, when the Bible, uh, you know, tells us to, to, to obey the rulers, then we must obey. But then when the rulers' laws contradicts with God's law, then you must speak up. So that's what we do. As much as we listen to the government and follow, you know, all the rules and regulations in place, but if something, you know, is in conflict with God's word, then you need to say something. You need to speak up. So that's why we write letters to the editors that you, you cannot make your own laws that contradicts with God's laws. And if you keep quiet, then things carry on like that. And then politics remains corrupted and the poor remain suffering. Justice is not served. So that's why we write letters to the editors, because we want everybody to know that something is wrong and something must be done. And there is some of us who can, there's people watching and you know, people, people listening and all that. Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree with you fully. If one looks at the challenges that we we have in our society, and we see how quiet the church has been, it's actually quite quite disturbing. And I yes. think that's what this program is all about. And uh, when we ask the question, should Christians be involved in politics? We're literally asking, you know, should Christians be involved in every facet of social life? Uh, it's not doesn't only cover voting for a party. Uh, we're asking. Should Christians be salt and light in every area? And, you know, if one looks at um, the issue of abortion, which I believe you've written uh, about before, um, you know, whether we're looking at pornography or gambling, uh, in our society we have baby rapes, um, which is catastrophic, Um, even cannibalism in South Africa. These these are issues, one can Google it, you can find out. There are press reports on all these various issues. Um, the murders that are going on in our country, the the femicide, um, the cruelty to animals. There's just so much going on. And we really have to ask ourselves, is, where's the Christian voice? Exactly. Why are we quiet about these things? Because God's word speaks to us about murders and rapes and, um, you know, femicide and abortion and what we do with our eyes and where we look. So it deals with... Uh, um, uh, pornography, and all these sorts of things. And yet uh, we, for the most part, seem to be silent about these things. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Okay. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11 tells us.
1: That's a wonderful verse.
0: That is a wonderful verse. Yeah. So how do you go about voicing your opinion? For for, for an example, the letters to the editor.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you can write the letters to the editor, you can go to local uh, radio stations and try to voice your opinions, you can uh, have marches, you can, you know, so things like that. You can always have a march or, you know, obviously a peaceful march or protest and voice your your, your opinions about things like that or raise your concerns. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I think writing letters is also a very good idea. It's
0: a very powerful idea. It's quite interesting because I know um, you've done it, I've done it, and I'm quite honestly surprised that when I'm having conversations with people afterwards, that they've read the letters, that they've seen it in the newspapers. It's quite a surprise, you know. And uh, especially on the internet, most letters get published on the internet by the newspapers or the magazines. So we'd really like to encourage people, be bold, be strong, uh, stand up for righteousness and truth and and start writing. Amen. We'd love to see that. Uh, Just another issue while we're dealing on on the issue of Christians being involved in society and politics. uh, We've had a big issue in South Africa with the closure of the churches, which um, one can possibly understand the issues. But when one looks at the other places that are allowed to be open uh, and the churches needing to be closed and yet they have far more uh, people moving through their their businesses or whatever um, they're running, it just seems a bit of a contradiction that the churches can't be open. But the big issue here is what does God's word teach us about the church and how we should be involved? And when we look at God's word, he tells us that we need to observe a Sabbath rest, which most Christian churches um, enjoy um, their time of public worship on a a Sunday, the first day of the week, like the early disciples. Um, God's word tells us that we should gather around the word and the sacrament. Well, this this can't be done on a computer or on a TV screen, um, where we're gathering together as the body of Christ in, in public worship. Uh, we also commanded not to give up meeting together, um, God tells us. So there's a command from him that we're supposed to be meeting together. Uh, we also commanded to baptize, which can't be done on a, on a computer screen. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so there are a lot of, there's a lot of teaching in Scripture where we should be um, uh, committed to publicly being together. Um, we told to lay hands on the sick which also is pretty difficult through, once to again, on, through yeah. a camera or a computer screen, uh, to lay hands on the sick. And the elders of the church are told to anoint the sick with oil. There again, how does one do that uh, through technology? And so we need to meet together. we also require to sing together, the Bible tells us, to greet one another, care for one another, uh, exercise church discipline, and all these things really show the commitment of actually physically meeting together. together. And we're not saying that people are that are sick or have comorbidities must come into a public uh, worship area. Um, the elders can go to their homes, obviously, and there's different facets to this. But there again, um, there are churches in South Africa that have had uh, police shooting rubber bullets at them. Their pastors have been uh, taken to prison and charges laid against them. This is an area that Christians need to speak up for our brothers and sisters in Christ that are really struggling in different areas. Um, And yet we seem to be quiet about these issues again. So if we're called to be salt and light, we really need to be salt and light and and we need to use our opportunities to to make a difference. So, Olga, (laughs) final comments from you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I just, yeah, I think that it's really important for for us to meet because, you know, the Bible clearly says that we should gather and care for one another. It's not a suggestion, it's a command, and we love God, and God tells us that if you love me, you'll keep my commands. So that's simply what we want to do, we want to gather around and obey God and fellowship with one another.
0: That's right. Well, I think it's extremely important. I'd like to read just a comment by the great reformer, Martin Luther. Uh, he wrote a letter entitled, Whether One May Flee from a Deadly Plague. And so he's writing to pastors. And at the time, they had the Black Plague in Europe that wiped out a, a major part of the population. And so Martin Luther's writing, and I just thought this is such a pertinent uh, um His wording is so apt for what we're going through in the world right now. But just listen to what he has to say. Those who are engaged in a spiritual ministry, such as preachers and pastors, must likewise remain steadfast before the peril of death. We don't want to run away. We need to stand steadfast. We have a plain command from Christ. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, but the hireling sees the wolf coming and flees. John chapter 10, verse 11. For when people are dying, they most need a spiritual ministry which strengthens and comforts their consciences by word and sacrament and in faith overcomes death. This is really encouraging words Very to encouraging, our yes. pastors out there who've really gone through a tough time with the closures of their churches, been struggling to get to, uh, to minister to their parishioners, their, their sheep, uh, for want of a better word, uh, using a scriptural word, who are in hospitals and they can't get access to them and all these sorts of things. What an encouragement. Stand firm, pastors. We love you. Um, stand steadfast in the peril, even with the peril of death uh, facing us in difficult circumstances. Well, Olga, thank you for joining me today, my friends.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.
0: We're having a great chat here. We spoke about Christians being involved in their society, Christians being involved in politics. We hope you enjoyed the program. I'm Charles van Beek, and uh, we're closing off.